What do you picture when you think of aging well? Daily energy and vitality, a healthy sex life, maintaining your ability to heal and regenerate. Berkeley Life's team of nitric oxide experts are dedicated to making products that make these visions a reality. Their once-a-day supplement supports nitric oxide levels in your body. It's one of my personal solutions to better cardiovascular health. You can access it when you head to agewellbl.com Hoffman and use offer code Hoffman at checkout. Nitric oxide is a foundational molecule for health and is responsible for supporting a healthy cardiovascular and circulatory system. It's never too early to start aging well. Head to agewellbl.com Hoffman and use offer code Hoffman at checkout for 10% off your first order and free shipping. That's agewellbl.com Hoffman for Berkeley Life Nitric Oxide Support Supplements. agewellbl.com Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255 if you want to get in on the action. You can call us with questions, you can call us with comments. We'd be happy to hear from you this hour. We got lots to talk about, uh, including uh, a study that suggests that a brain scan can reveal which political party the person is affiliated with. Uh, okay, uh, so uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll replace those the brain scan. I mean, the voting machines with uh, brain scans. Uh, also, uh, we'll talk about um, evidence that uh, Chinese surgeons are extracting organs from live individuals. This is disconcerting. And it's it's not just a vicious rumor or anti-China propaganda. It's now been substantiated by uh, human rights groups. 877-726-8255. And uh, kids are experiencing a high rate of depression. Uh, Even prior to COVID depression had been found to affect adolescents in every age category with at least 16% of U.S. children reporting depression at some point. Uh, And now it's uh, really through uh, the roof. And there are a lot of contributing factors. The lockdown certainly made it worse because uh, the oppressiveness of the lockdown, the claustrophobia, uh, the stress and anxiety that were imparted by parents and by the ubiquity of masks uh, has made kids more anxious and some families have suffered economic reversals which have had an impact on children and children haven't been able to go out and play and be in nature which is a major way of combating mood disorders Uh, but there's another potential element in this and that is highlighted by a recent guest on our intelligent medicine podcast she's dr michelle perro and you'll be hearing from her this week as we post her podcast at drhoffman.com uh probably midweek and she'll talk to us about a new initiative that she's undertaking to improve health through diet and natural measures. But she shared with me an article entitled, Can the Health of the Microbiome Affect Depression in Kids? 
And it is true that there is a gut-brain connection, a food-mood connection. Uh, and it appears that um, when it comes to the gut, our kids are in trouble because due to poor diets and due to the overuse of antibiotics, and on average, uh, kids receive one antibiotic per year. Now, maybe your kids don't. Your intelligent medicine listeners, maybe your grandkids don't because you're more conscious and aware of the potential downsides. But unfortunately, parents solicit antibiotics from their healthcare practitioners because they think that if a kid is sick, they need a medicine. So, you know, under pressure, the doctor proffers a prescription, which is erroneous for most self-limited viral infections. They go away anyway. Uh, the last uh, seven days... Uh, with the antibiotic and they'll last a week without the antibiotics. It's all the same. So uh, kids' microbiomes are being damaged. Also, another factor is lack of breastfeeding. Another factor is uh, lots and lots of pesticides and herbicides and foods which actually decimate the population of good bacteria in the intestinal tract. Uh, these are some of the factors that can cause what's called dysbiosis, which is an imbalance of bacteria and overgrowth of unhappy bacteria. Lots of sugar will do it, and God knows kids consume too much sugar. So uh, in this article, uh, Dr. Uh, Perro in introduces the notion of neurobiotics, which are sometimes called psychobiotics. They're probiotics that affect mental health. Now, there, there's no specific happy pill yet. But scientists are honing in on the types of beneficial probiotics, certain strains uh, that help literally to synthesize neurotransmitters in the gastrointestinal tract. A lot of the neurotransmitters that you make are made in the gut through the action of certain beneficial bacteria, things like serotonin, dopamine, GABA, norepinephrine, acetylcholine, they're literally made in the intestinal tract. Specific species of bacteria such as Lactobacillus brevis, Lactobacillus plantarum, Bacteroides species, and Bifidobacterium dentium all produce GABA and serotonin. And while we don't yet have the happy mix that will be a panacea for everyone suffering from depression and anxiety, uh, we're honing in on which probiotics seem to work the best. For example, Lactobacillus plantarum uh, in one study showed reduced depressive behaviors in mice, reduced serum levels of cortisol, reduced inflammation, and increased levels of dopamine, which is important for motivation and mood. So, yeah, uh, is there something we can do? besides searching for the holy grail probiotic that will reverse depression. A good place to start, according to Dr. Perro, is to rebuild and balance our microbiome. And there are four major ways to accomplish this. One is with dietary changes. What we feed our children makes a big difference in achieving a balanced microbiome. And that includes uh, lots of fresh fruits and vegetables and foods rich in fiber, which are prebiotics. They encourage the growth of beneficial bacteria. And I know kids are leery 
of certain foods. You got to get them early. And in fact, studies show, and I'll be sharing this in a newsletter article, that um, the way to get kids to eat right is for mom to start eating right during pregnancy. There's actually placental transfer of certain flavors and food constituents that affect kids' subsequent acceptance of foods once they're born. And then, of course, through breastfeeding, breastfeeding can be helpful, especially if mom's eating a healthy diet. doesn't work if mom's eating a crappy diet, then bad substances will be transferred to the baby either via the placenta or subsequently in the breast milk. So early presentation of foods, not in a coercive way, but it, you know, if you don't succeed, try, try again. If the kid rejects a food, you know, just keep presenting it, keep presenting it in a gentle, insistent way. Play games with foods, have the kid spend time in the kitchen during food preparation. Uh, give them a reward if they eat the food, but not a sugary dessert reward like, okay, eat your peas and carrots and we'll give you some an ice cream sundae or some Oreos. Uh, give them a sticker, you know, like one of those colorful stickers that are available with pictures of foods on them. That'll encourage consumption of healthy foods. Also add fermented foods to the diet. Things like uh, sauerkraut and kimchi. I know there's a strange taste for children, but live yogurts uh, are helpful. Avoid pesticides and glyphosate or Roundup. Use organic foods, foods that are GMO-free, because the chemicals that they contain destroy healthy microbes and contribute to an unbalanced microbiome. And consider taking probiotics, uh, especially those with neurobiotics or psychobiotics in them. They're specifically formulated to increase certain beneficial populations of microbes. And they, according to Dr. Perro, are an important therapeutic tool in the treatment of depression. And, and certain nutrients uh, can make a difference because uh, omega-3 fatty acids are good for mood. And many kids, because they don't eat fish, they're finicky, uh, they need supplements of um, easily accepted omega-3s, not necessarily uh, cod liver oil, which is the bane of some of your childhoods because it's foul tasting, but some of the newer formulations, which are pleasant and flavored with uh, fruit flavors that are appealing to kids' palates. And, oh, by the way, our kids need to move and play, and more physical activity will help their mood. Less screen time also, screen time, a big mood depressor. 877-726-8255, our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Whoa, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter your body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. 
That's xlear.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce the Plus CBD Relief line of soft gels. Plus CBD Relief is the ideal way to help promote a healthy inflammatory response. Plus CBD Relief is doctor-formulated with recovery-supporting ingredients, including CBD, CBD, and Levagen plus PEA. Relief soft gels help address minor everyday soreness, support joint function, and encourage recovery following strenuous activity. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. And with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's Relief Soft Gels. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with your number 877-726-8255. And please jot that number down because uh, even if, if you can't call or not predisposed to calling during the show, you can call anytime during the week. And if you call 877-726-8255, you'll be prompted to leave a message and we'll pick up your call in a subsequent week. So uh, let's hear one of those recorded calls. I'm calling with a question about metformin. I have a 39-year-old son who takes it. He's very healthy. He's into every supplement known to man, and he says it will keep him healthy and young. And he wants my husband and I, who are both in our late 70s, to take it also. But I have a problem with this. I have friends who have taken metformin when they're pre-diabetic or not on insulin, and I thought that's all it was for. But he said that's not true and went through a whole litany of reasons why we should take it. And I was wondering your thoughts about that and if you've heard about metformin being a uh, so-called youth drug. Okay, that's a great question. And uh, your son sounds like a, a biohacker. Uh, these are uh, individuals who are uh, kind of techno geeks, uh, often located in Silicon Valley or outposts across the country where they're involved in tech, and they spend a lot of time listening to uh, podcasts, uh, hopefully including ours, about uh, life extension and anti-aging. It's a popular subject. And so wonky individuals are attempting innovative strategies to delay aging. And this is based on uh, some research uh, in lower animals like brute flies that show that metformin uh, can dramatically extend life by double digits and more. And so uh, as a result, there are now human trials of metformin, even in patients without diabetes. Uh, yes, it's a diabetes drug, and it's one of the drugs that I believe is uh, the safest and you know somewhat effective for diabetes not dramatically effective at lowering blood sugar but it can be helpful uh there's a doctor at uh, my alma mater uh albert einstein school of medicine who was recruited from uh israel who now is undertaking a big project in the bronx looking at older individuals without even without diabetes and he's administering metformin on a regular basis uh, in an effort not to cure or improve diabetes, 
but to extend lifespan. And that study is underway, and it may take a while before we see results because, you know, obviously it's not a matter of just taking it for a few weeks. I mean, you have to take it over a period of years, and then they're going to have to analyze the data and see if it makes a difference or people are having problems. Um, so uh, is it appropriate for a 39-year-old to take it? it? It may be good to start early, but we don't know that. Uh, is it more appropriate for older individuals to begin taking it? Uh, that's not clear either, the timing of taking it. Uh, one thing you have to be careful of when you take metformin is that it does deplete vitamin B12. So you need your B12 levels checked or you need to take a B12 supplement routinely to make sure that uh, you don't go low. I've seen that in some of our patients. There's also some buzz on metformin as a cancer preventive in people who've had certain forms of cancer like prostate cancer. Uh, uterine cancer, breast cancer, and perhaps others that it can prevent uh, cancer from recurring. Uh, but recently there was a disappointing trial uh, in breast cancer where they looked at metformin use in women who had had breast cancer, and the results were kind of uh, disappointing. Uh, the study is entitled Effective Metformin versus Placebo on Invasive Disease-Free Survival in Patients with Breast Cancer. And uh, it didn't really pan out. It didn't really pan out. It didn't really make a difference. Uh, also, metformin can sometimes cause digestive problems. Uh, it takes a while for some people to get used to it, if ever if they get used to it at all. Usually not a big problem, but they, it can cause some uh, degree of uh, usually more towards diarrhea. Uh, and uh, some people have difficulty tolerating it. So, yeah, I mean, there's a big buzz on metformin as an anti-aging compound. Uh, is it uh, the anti-aging panacea that some people claim? Uh, we don't know yet. And, you know, results may vary from individual to individual. Is it worth it? We'll probably find out with subsequent research. But, hey, you know, kudos to your son because he's kind of on the ball when it comes to uh, plausible anti-aging strategies. And that may some be something that you could ask your doctor about because uh, metformin, relatively well-tolerated, Yes, it's a medication, but it's pretty innocuous. 877-726-8255. More phone calls when we return. We'll talk about that uh, horrendous story out of China where surgeons literally became executioners. We'll talk about how brain scans can reveal which political party a person's affiliated with. All that coming up. 877-726-8255 for Intelligent Medicine. If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain function, heart health, and full body performance. But you'd have to eat five or more ordinary bars a day to get those benefits. Flava Naturals chocolate, cocoa powder, and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of a typical dark chocolate bar. I use it every day. For more information and order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. 
Fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA and DHA, that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including a nutrient-dense vegan option. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, our number, that number available to you 24-7. You can record a question, as did this individual. Let's hear it. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. Uh, this is Maddie from Long Island. I have a question. I was just about to get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine when uh, I heard the news about the warning of the Guillain-Barre syndrome on top of the other warnings on the Johnson & Johnson. Anyway, I was just wanted to know your take on what vaccine I could possibly take and the real safety data on the J&J. Thanks a lot. Okay. Well, uh, the J&J vaccine has been uh, mostly withdrawn uh, from general availability. Uh, last month, the FDA limited the use of the J&J vaccine because of the risk of blood clots and uh this it's kind of a uh it's kind of a concerning decision because uh these blood clots were relatively rare events uh they were about 60 reported cases of blood clots and some of them unfortunately were fatal and they occurred mostly in uh young to middle-aged women uh not elderly individuals and uh, as a result, uh, they said, well, we're still going to make it available, but uh, the only way you can get it is if you demonstrate that you are allergic or cannot take the Moderna or the Pfizer vaccines. So uh, here's my take on boosters at this point. Uh, most people uh, these days, unless they're complete vaccine refuseniks, have received uh, at least two and maybe three or four uh, shots uh, usually of, you know, some people started with J&J, then took Moderna and, you know, or Pfizer, and then subsequently boosted with uh, Pfizer or Moderna. And at this point, I just kind of see limited efficacy uh, to taking uh, boosters, because unless you're very debilitated and very vulnerable, and, there, you know, you might make a case that uh, a frail elderly individual with comorbidities, yeah, they need a lot of uh, boosting to their immune system. But for the average individual, studies show uh, that if you're under 65, the boosters confer virtually no advantage. And with uh, the milder variants of COVID that are going around, uh, I would say, uh, you know, you, you, you pays your money and you takes your chances uh, if you're younger and in relatively good health, because you're going to have a, a mild case of a respiratory infection, much like, you know, you've experienced before in life. And then you'll have hybrid immunity. You'll have uh, the additional immunity that's conferred by the vaccine. I mean, by the natural infection, not by the vaccine. Uh, th the other argument to be made is some people say, well, I'm not worried about dying from COVID. Uh, I'm just worried about uh, transmitting it. And therefore, I'm going to patriotically take the vaccine. Well, the studies actually show that there's very minimal reduction in transmission. Uh, you can have uh, a case of COVID, even an asymptomatic case of COVID, uh, and still transmit it. Although that's even 
been exaggerated. This whole thing about asymptomatic transmission, very infrequent, maybe 12% of cases. Usually it's people who are sick who transmit it to other people. And the vaccines don't really uh, dramatically curtail transmission. And then the other thing is this concern over long COVID. Let's say you say, well, yeah, I'm relatively healthy. I'll be fine. You know, I'll weather it. But I don't want to develop this long COVID, you know, which appears to occur in People even have relatively mild cases of COVID. They don't necessarily have to be hospitalized or put on a respirator or near death's door to develop long COVID symptoms. Well, unfortunately, a recent study suggests that uh, with or without the vaccine, uh, you're just about as likely to get long COVID. So the vaccine, you know, were to protect against long COVID, I could say, well, there's an argument for taking the vaccine. But the protection is minimal, maybe, you know, on the order of uh, low double digits, if at all. So, uh, yeah, J&J, you know, it's an option, but, you know, it's going to be hard to find. And, uh, th- and the, the paradox is that there's a lot of side effects associated with Pfizer and Moderna. And if we were to play, apply the same standard to Pfizer and Moderna, then we would ban those too, you know, cause it's kind of, it's kind of hypocritical to say, well, you can't get the J&J cause it's a serious side effects. Well, it's not as if there are, n- negligible side effects to taking Moderna and Pfizer. Uh, they're, they're infrequent. Uh, they're often mild and they're transitory, but there are significant side effects associated with all the COVID vaccines. And so why J and J was specifically highlighted here, uh, that's a, you know, strange decision by the FDA. If they applied the same standard to uh, Moderna and Pfizer, uh, you might see comparable restrictions. So there you have it. 877-726-8255, our number. And let's talk about uh, fatigue because we've long talked about anti-factor lipids as a way of supporting the mitochondria. I take them on a daily basis because I want to have optimal energy and keep my mitochondria young and working efficiently. But there's new research just in that shows that anti-factor lipids will improve the absorption of a wide range of nutrients. We're talking about bioavailability, especially those hard-to-absorb nutrients like coenzyme Q10 or curcumin. Curcumin, notoriously difficult to absorb. Uh, it turns out that if you take those nutrients concurrently, according to a recent study with NT Factor, you can increase their bioavailability, bioavailability by more than 200%. So uh, if you want to better absorb the supplements you're taking, uh, consider NT Factor, an additional benefit to its natural energy producing effects and its anti-aging effects, uh, now there's another great reason to add NT Factor to your daily regimen. So if you'd like to get in uh, on a multivitamin mineral formula that contains NT Factor lipids, it'll provide you with two servings per day to take with your vitamins. So do what I do and enhance the absorption of your important daily supplements while adding the natural energy of NT Factor. You can find NT Factor at your favorite health food store or online retailer or to order direct, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Okay, uh, this uh, item 
uh, is uh, kind of a chilling uh, dystopian <laughs> kind of item because uh, we've now reached the point in our technology where brain scans can reveal which political party a person is affiliated with. Uh, so you know, even a person said, well, look, it's between me and my conscious who I'm going to vote for. It's like, okay, we're going to do a brain scan on you, and that's going to tell, you know, to a greater degree than a lie detector test, uh, who you're more likely to vote for. Turns out a team from Ohio State University reports that certain signatures in the brain accurately line up with how someone leans politically as either conservative or liberal. And uh, this has to do with AI, artificial intelligence, because, you know, you can't just look at a brain scan and say, oh, that's a Republican. Well, that's a Democrat. You need sophisticated machine learning to look at all the factors in the MRI that have a connotation that suggests one's political orientation. So they found a strong connection between scans and how participants answered questions gauging their political ideology on a six-point scale going from very liberal to very conservative. So uh, I don't know, is, is there uh, certain uh, elements of emotional response, certain elements uh, of memory, uh, you know, some of you are going to make jokes about this, you know, that some people are brain dead, you know, and therefore it's more likely that they're going to vote for one or another party. Uh, but uh, they seem to have nailed it because uh, there is actually a brain pattern uh, that is there uh, because of a person's ideology. And uh, this can reveal insights into how they're more likely to vote. 877-726-82. We won't need polls anymore. We'll just do MRIs on people. Uh, this item comes to us from uh, China. And there's long been talk about how the Chinese are harvesting organs. And, you know, some of this talk uh, comes from sort of an anti-China sentiment, uh, people distrustful of the authoritarian government in China, and that they're perpetrating all kinds of horrors, uh, especially on minorities like the Uyghurs, uh, and on unpopular uh, political groups like uh, the um, Falun Gong group uh, who are persecuted in China. So uh, this, comes, this comes to us from an investigative report uh, that looked at 3,000 Chinese language clinical reports published in the American Journal of Transplantation. And what it reveals is that quite frequently uh, Chinese surgeons extract organs from individuals who are not clinically dead. Uh, many of them are victims of execution, uh, but they're not dead yet. Uh, they're actually on life support. And then while still technically alive, because, you know, the ethics and guidelines for uh, organ transplantation for organ extraction for transplantation dictate that a person must be brain dead for a certain period of time and completely unresuscitatable. Uh, well, uh, the suggestion is that uh, these Chinese doctors uh, violated uh, medical ethics and have systematically deployed medical professionals, medical skills, and medical technologies in pursuit of these crimes. So, uh, you know, big campaign 
to um, to uh, push back against this practice by China. The global transplant community has largely accepted China's claims of reform and ignored evidence to the contrary, uh, yet that uh, evidence has now been revealed. 877-726-8255, our number, and this is Intelligent Medicine. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site, it's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics. We put the power in probiotics. We were the first to emphasize the importance of postbiotic metabolites in creating and maintaining the biodiversity of flora in the gut microbiome for optimal digestion, gut brain, immune, and hormonal health. Multi-year fermentation is key in producing the postbiotic metabolites that are found in exceptional probiotics like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Healthy fruits and vegetables are fermented, resulting in over 500 postbiotic metabolites for optimum digestive and immune support. So don't rely on a simple claim that the product has 50 billion or more CFUs. That is not the hallmark of how to gauge a powerful probiotic. Instead, look for diversity. Look for fermentation. Look for postbiotics. Look for Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are certified vegetarian and free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics today at fine health retailers everywhere and online. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. And don't forget that uh, special report that you can access Get a free download of my special report, Immunity Reset, a personalized plan to pandemic-proof your body and build resilience for a long, healthy life. Just subscribe to the Intelligent Medicine newsletter, and uh, you'll be prompted with a link to download the special report for free. So 877-726-8255 our number. We have some recorded calls, so let's take one. Let's hear it. Uh, my question today is about COVID. I'm 73. My husband is 75. We both came down with COVID last week, and they put us on, both of us on, Paxlovid. Okay, we're done with the Paxlovid. It's the five days. But what do we do next? How long do we have to rest? When can we start, you know, walking again or exercising again? Anything to avoid? Should we be resting for how long? How careful do we really need to be as far as uh, in the house? Okay, so, you know, interesting question. And uh, these days there's this whole thing about uh, test to treat, uh, which is a policy that was rolled out by President Biden a couple of months ago, uh, which, um, in my opinion, was impractical and premature. Uh, there are a couple of drugs that are available that can treat COVID, Molnupiravir by Merck uh, and Paxlovid by Pfizer. And they're being given routinely to people who come down with COVID. 
And for the vast majority of people, they don't need these medications, and these medications can have side effects. Uh, we know that molnupiravir works by working on the DNA, which is not that happy a thing because, well, we all have DNA, and particularly it would be contraindicated in young people who are growing, uh, as well as women who are pregnant. We don't want to give them something that's going to mess up the DNA of their babies uh, and cause birth defects. So it's contraindicated in those circumstances. And then there's Paxlovid. Well, Paxlovid is given with a medication that uh, interferes with the action of other medications. And the very people who are most vulnerable to COVID, people with comorbidities, are probably taking other medications. They'll have to stop them when they take Paxlovid. There's also concern about Paxlovid rebound, which means people feel better, then they feel worse. It's almost like uh, they take the Paxlovid and then they don't have a normal immune response to the COVID because uh, the immune system thinks the Paxlovid's taking care of the virus. And then uh, when you stop the Paxlovid after five days, uh, the COVID comes roaring back. So they're beginning to study that. Uh, these are unsatisfactory solutions, except for the people who are very vulnerable. And, yeah, age is a vulnerability, but uh, a lot of people who are in their 70s are in pretty good shape, and they're only going to have mild infections anyway. You never can tell. Uh, so, all right, you took the Paxlovid, you're on, your me you're on the mend, and there is a concern about long COVID. And uh, the way that works is uh, I had COVID around Christmas time. And I found that I was, you know, obviously, you know, achy and tired. And uh, then after about a week or 10 days, I attempted a workout. And I found that I was only able to do about half of what I usually do. I was tired. And so I used up. And then, uh, you know, a couple of days later, I tried the same workout and I was able to do two thirds of it. And then a couple of weeks later, uh, I was back to full performance. So, you know, I kind of tested my body. I didn't push through it. I think that could be problematic. You know, if you say, I'm going to take that 10, 15 mile hike because I want to demonstrate how, you know, healthy I am uh, and fully recovered. Yeah, don't do that right after COVID. Take it easy. Uh, gauge your response to exercise because you don't want to push the envelope. And, uh, you know, it, when it, things that can happen, I mean, people are after COVID can have a higher risk of blood clots, heart attacks. They can have a higher risk of uh, lung problems that affects their lungs and shortness of breath. Uh, these are some things that uh, can ensue. So you have to kind of be vigilant, especially if you're older and you have uh pre-existing comorbidities like obesity or diabetes or hypertension. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, the good news is that the new variants are relatively mild. And a lot of people in my practice, patients that I see, and uh, even family members uh, are, yeah, they're experiencing a few days of misery, but uh, they bounce back pretty readily without uh, serious long-term consequences. All right. This item, height may be a risk factor for multiple health conditions. Well, what about uh, whether you're tall or short? Uh, does it predict whether you are at risk for certain conditions? It appears that, according to a recent study, being tall seems to protect people from cardiovascular problems, with the exception of one heart problem, which is atrial fibrillation. Atrial fibrillation was higher in taller participants. Uh, also, taller participants, uh, taller uh, participants in the study uh, had a greater risk of peripheral neuropathy. Well, maybe that's because their nerves are longer. It takes longer <laughs> for the nerves to go from the brain uh, down to the lower extremities and the feet and toes. 
and they also had more circulatory disorders involving the veins. Well, they're taller, so the blood has to travel further. That kind of makes sense. Uh, the study also showed height increases the risk of asthma uh, in women, interestingly, but not in men. And it's interesting because it's been speculated that uh, because growth factor makes you tall, growth factor also may be a growth factor for certain cancers. So I'm surprised that the study did not reveal the discrepancy in cancers because uh, it turns out that uh, individuals who lack growth factor, in other words, pituitary dwarfs, may have a lower risk of certain cancers. That's at the extreme end of shortness. They have virtually no growth factor, and as a result, uh, they may have a lower risk of cancer. So super tall individuals, lots and lots of uh, uh, insulin growth factor, IGF-1, and uh, hence potentially an impetus to cancer. All right, well, thanks very much for joining us today. Uh, remember, you can download uh, our new report uh, to have an immunity reset, a personalized plan to pandemic-proof your body at drhoffman.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Download our podcasts and subscribe to our newsletter. Have yourselves a safe and healthy weekend. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine.